This is Heather. This is Ajali. And Mitali. And this is Less Banter. Hello. Hi, guys. Well. Welcome back. Yeah, we're back. Another installment Um, of Less Banter. Let's do it. And we have a guest this evening. I'm always excited when we have a guest. Uh, sometimes it's a teenage boy. Sometimes it's a teenage girl. This time it is not a teenage boy. There are no teenage boys so in no here. No teenage boy, no there teenage girl. There we are have no Fargo's with bully sticks. That's it is true. It is the one and the only Carrie Williams. Whoop. Hello. Late clap for <laughs> Carrie Williams. Yes. Thank you. Um, Carrie is a badass. Yes. I'm just going to, we'll start out uh, the gates with that. I Maybe I've been told that I bury the lead, and so I'm going to, Put it out there. She's a badass. Okay. So, um, Carrie's book. First off, you can find Carrie at rainshadowcoaching.com, which is amazing because she is a professional and a lifestyle coach. She speaks around the country. She, I mean, we're going to get into it later where she's from, which is awesome too. But I mean, we're so excited. I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped. But like, she speaks around the country. And I know there's some people listening to our podcast that could probably benefit from. I feel like there's a squeaky toy outside the door. There might be be a dog out. Oh, God. Um, He's he's near. Uh, Yeah. So there's like, you speak in Atlanta, you speak in Seattle, you speak all over the stinking place. And now she has a book. And it's called Eyes on the Prize, A Kick-Ass Guide to Setting and Achieving Great Goals. And, you know, who better to help you with kick-ass goals than a badass? Yeah. So, yes, that is <laughs> Carrie Williams. You need a that kick-ass is, person you need yeah. a kick-ass, to help you with your kick-ass goals. Kick-ass and goals. And it is now, I don't know, is it still doing really well on Amazon as far as your bestseller status and... It is. So we hit the bestseller status in a very particular category in um, business mentoring and coaching. Wow. Nice. You hit that. I talk about specific, right? (laughs) But it counts. What's great, I think, about... We'll go, once again, we'll get into where you're from in a second, but I gotta get, I gotta get this, this off my chest. This up right here. I know, where people are gonna be like, she better be from Guam. I know. We're just hyping it up. Island off of the, the hype right now. <laughs> what's What's great, I think, is you used to you used to you come from the acting world. I do. And what's cool is that is you bring that into your. You bring that into everything, but you you are so good at also like approaching the business world of things. Like it, you talk to business guys in there, and it's just it's so cool. And I think a lot of that we see that with improv too, right? Like there's yeah. um, you see a lot of businesses that force their people to take improv classes because there's so there's so many benefits with you know all of that stuff. So it's like, I mean. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I mean, how has that helped you help with you with what you do now? How is the that how is acting being an work? actor and having that experience go into what yeah. you're doing now and your writing and oh, this is really good because I I like to say so. I started out as an actor. That's what I went to college for. Got my awesome oh, bachelor fancy. of fine arts, fancy, yes. mm-hmm. which was really helpful in the real world. Oh, by yeah. the way, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a film degree, so I relate to that. <laughs> and then when I got to Los Angeles to be an actor, I quickly realized. Oh, you have to pay rent. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So I got a job in casting, and I had a friend that worked in casting, and they weren't hiring. And so I walked in, and I said, I will work for free until you think I'm worth paying. 
And they said, okay. And I got paid the first day. And then wow, they called me in nice. the second day. And within six months, I was the right-hand girl. And I wound up working in casting for about 12 years. Wow. Yeah. Nice. And here's what I take from the acting world into coaching. You know how when you're in improv, what is the biggest key? It's not to be funny. It's not to be witty. Yes, and. Like, yes, and. And to be in the moment, right? Yeah. 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 To yeah. just be, be present. incredibly present. And mm-hmm. that's what coaching is, too. I can't worry about what's coming. I can't worry about what's happened. My job is to really be in the moment with my client and help them plan for the future. And so the brilliant thing about an excellent coaching session is it goes by in a second for me because I'm just so in the moment. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Nice. And you do coaching. Uh, you do coaching pretty much with you could do it all over the world if you wanted to because you can do it via Skype mm-hmm. or however they want to do it, right? Yeah, FaceTime. I do all of my coaching on the phone or FaceTime or Skype. Lucky for me, it's not licensed like a therapist, so I'm not limited to one state. But mm. I am certified with the International Coach Federation, which is the most accredited um, certification for coaches that there is. And I'm a PCC level, which is like their professional level. Um, someday I'll be an MCC, which is a master. I know, very fancy. Master. But but the ICF means I have to follow by certain guidelines. And you're not just saying, hey, I'm a coach and hanging out a shingle. Right. Hanging on the street. Giving somebody some Gatorade. I'm a coach. I'm a coach. You see that a lot. And I did actually, I went back to school and I got um, an evidence-based coaching certification. Mm -hmm. So I like to say I'm not very woo-woo. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I will yeah. give my clients a hug if that's what, although it has to be a virtual hug. <laughs> virtual, yeah, if right. that's what they need to work harder, but it'll be followed by a virtual kick in the ass because right. that's my job. I yeah. don't read energies. If, if that's what my clients want, I'm not the right coach for them. You direct right. them towards a person that can yeah. do that kind of business. Yeah, but because I like, I like butt kicking. I think that's what we need in this world, especially in Los Angeles. You need a good butt kick. A kick in a butt once in a while. I know I need one. And yeah. just to get a reality check and someone to tell you something. And yeah, I think there's a time and a place for woo-woo. Yeah. And, um, you know, but I think coaching is is the more, like you said, the more straightforward you can I be. It. I think yeah. it's good. Yeah. Right, I think, and the I'm more honest, because I think it's really hard in this industry to have people tell you the truth. I was yeah. just going to say, people have such a hard time hearing it like it is. But if you have somebody that's licensed to tell it like it is, people are more, I feel like, receptive to... Like, versus if you say something versus if I say something, like, obviously, who am I? Like, no one wants to hear what I have to say. What do you mean, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) That speaks for itself. (laughs) Exactly. Well, good. No, God. I'm glad we got this update on what that is because I did have a lot of questions about life coaches. Mm -hmm. And I don't know anything about life coaches. So, also, I wanted to ask, where where do you – do people find you? Or how do you – is it – do you have to network yourself um, or is it just naturally you naturally just know people of people and that's how you get your clients? Uh, yes and yes. So when I started out, I did a lot of business type networking mm-hmm. just to get the practice and to, to get to know people. My first clients were all from the entertainment industry because that's mm-hmm. where I worked. That's what I knew. And also my husband works in the industry too. He's a television editor. So all of our friends are in the industry. And I know that world. I know how hard it can be and how you can do everything right and still not succeed and how frustrating that is. Mm-hmm. And it's even more frustrating if you have something that you do yourself that holds you back. Because right. we all have those little things yeah. mm-hmm. where we just don't try quite as hard as we should. Or for me, it was when I moved here... 
I remember the very first um, class I ever took was a woman named Carolyn Berry. Do any of you know her? She's passed now. Yeah. And Carolyn looked me in the face and she said, Carrie, I just don't know what to do with you. You either have to gain 30 pounds or lose 30 pounds. Because you're not fat enough to be the funny friend and you're not skinny enough to be the non-funny friend. Wow. And I was like, and you have to cut your hair because it's too long. Mm -hmm. And I was like, first off. Who, what, what lady wants to gain 30 pounds? Right. 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 Yeah. And if losing 30 pounds were that easy, don't you think I would have done it? Right. God. I love the entertainment so, industry. I was going right. to say, people, this is what we deal with. I this mean, all you don't the walk time. into the freaking auto mechanic shop and your employer says, oh, you need to cut your hair. Like it doesn't, you know, this is what we deal with on the regular, um, which I always find it fascinating when you get those castings for like hot girl. Like really sexy, oh, super hot, sexy super girl. Hot girl. <laughs> Who looks at that and goes, "That's me, right? That's me." But the funny thing well, is, there don't. are people. Their agent does. Right? Their yeah. agent does. That's right. Because usually those girls are very self conscious, and they're right. like, you know, they're they're not thinking. They might not think they're super hot and sexy. Yeah. And that's that's the agent that like sees that. That's right. Okay. So getting down to, we'll come back to all that. Okay. Okay. Um, but so Matali doesn't jump out of her chair. Where are you from? Where Where were you born? Where'd you grow up? Tell us your so, story. Yeah. <laughs> I was born in Washington State, which is not okay. so very exciting, but okay. I do love it. But I grew up in Alaska. <gasps> oh my God. Wow. <laughs> in a small town called Ketchikan. What? what? I actually have heard of that. Yeah. You have? Spelt- yeah. K-E-T. Wait, hold on. No, you're right so far. Keep going. K-E-T-I-E. Ketch. Oh, T-C-H-I-K-E-N? A-N. Yeah, It's a Never heard of it. Never heard of it before. But that is so cool. It's, how small is a small town? So when I grew up, we <laughs> had a pulp mill, and so we had about fifteen to twenty thousand. And then when the pulp mill closed, we dropped down to about ten to twelve. But tourism is so huge there that we double in population some days in the summer from the cruise ships. Wow. wow. Oh my God, and. What tell tell them about your, the family the family business. Oh, <laughs> oh no! I'm scared. So wait, wait for it. I'm scared. Wait when, for when it. When I was in high school with my grandpa and my mom, we started a family business, which I promptly got kicked out of a few years later for back talking grandpa. But now I'm <laughs> back something in I, because that would happen to me. Yeah, because I've outlasted everyone, and it is a fireworks stand. We're the largest fireworks stand in Southeast Alaska. What? And, oh, you'll appreciate appreciate the TV pun. We're called Northern Exposure. All right, I'm done. I need to leave. Someone needs to write your story. Yeah, really. Please write a book about yourself. I would read that. The book needs to be called Northern Exposure. Explosure. Isn't that great? My my mom named it. That's a good one. And that is an amazing pun. And I love puns. That is an amazing pun. That's pretty great, right? That is awesome. And it's and it's a stand. Like it's not a build. It's not a building. No, it's not a building. We do not it, have plumbing. We do not have. It is a. We stand. have a honey bucket, also known as a porta potty, <gasps> oh for God. the last twenty five years. Who prompted? Who started this idea? Was this your idea to start this? No, this was my grandpa's idea because there was already a stand on the island, and my grandpa loved fireworks and he loved the grandkids. And one year he went and he spent like five hundred bucks on fireworks, and that was when five hundred bucks was a lot of money and he got two paper grocery bags full and half of them didn't go off and so he got angry i was gonna say a different word but he got really you can upset say whatever you want here <laughs> do i get beeped no Ma- no no, no, we're, nah, nah. Nah. 
Alyssa and I, I have said the F word both. Okay, like, but I've listened to you hold it back sometimes. So. <laughs> we, we do, because we, we tr- deep down we want to be wholesome. <laughs> I already said shit, guys. Just, I already it said it. comes out and sometimes. And you said it again. <laughs> yeah, I said it twice. Well, there's that study that came out that said that people who curse are more honest. Thank you. And, tr- and trustworthy. <laughs> Oh, so, see, don't there you feed go. into that. Don't Good. feed into there that. There you go. A life coach told me that. That's what I'm going to tell people. <laughs> see, t- no, that was a bad decision. She's going to be throwing off F-bombs. I'm smart. Natalia's like... more than usual. She's all smiles right now. tell oh, it like it good. is. Well, that's... Fa- okay, what is it like, and this just is because I need to know, what is it like growing up on Alaska? I don't do very well in cold. That's like a different level of cold. And you need, on a daily basis, you need to go about your life... It's normal for you, obviously. It was, or was it not? It was. Okay. Uh, but we're so far south, it's not super cold. We get okay. a ton of rain. Right. So does anybody know how much rain LA gets in a year on average? It, not not like existing. Three inches. <laughs> Two inches. Before the drought, I think the average was 20 inches a year. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Where I grew up, we get 120 inches of rain a year. It rains 300 days a year. Oh. In fact, they just recorded, I just saw this, all my Facebook friends were freaking out. They just recorded their rainiest month ever in August. They got 50 inches of rain in one month. What? Good God. What's going on? That's crazy. <laughs> we're like all speechless looking at I each know. other. I know. I'm like. I don't know what to do. It rains a lot in Nashville. So it, there's a lot of rain in there. 120 Nashville. inches a year? No, what is Seattle? Because I know at one point... 40 inches a year. Oh, oh, really? And everyone says it rains so much it's in Seattle. Rains. No, <laughs> That's like the one thing people say. No, but like Nashville, it's at one point they were like second only to Seattle. Like they were right up there right. with Seattle. And people think of Seattle, they think kind of like raining all the time. Yeah. Right? But gloomy. Seattle is like one fourth or one third of, yeah. of well, what Well, and you... then after Twilight, um, remember how they were like, ooh, Forks is the rainiest town in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's no, 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 that is incorrect. Still Alaska. Fake. <laughs> incorrect. So really, the sparkly vampire should have been in Alaska. Oh, my God. Mm. I don't know what to say. Um, that's a lot of rain. <laughs> but it's really good for your skin. Yeah. You just don't care about your hair. Yeah. You're and not... you don't let the rain stop you from doing anything. Right. No, you can't. You can't. You just got to go and do stuff. It's raining for three days. Eventually, you got to do whatever you're supposed to be doing. Well, that's the difference with L.A. People, like, stay inside. They call out from work. They don't go anywhere. That's insane to me. Calling out from work is insane to me. That's stupid. And they wear galoshes. I'm like, you don't know what galoshes are for. I love when people in L.A. wear Uggs. I love it so much. I will say Uggs are very comfortable. They are very comfortable. (laughs) They are very comfortable. And I know there's a lot of judgment in Uggs. I won't wear them Natalia's, on a daily basis. I wasn't Natalia even judges. talking about you. I didn't no. even realize she had Uggs. <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> but I won't wear them on a daily basis. But they are very comfortable. Like, I will give people with Yeah, Uggs, but, like, like, you're going to wear them. I not in like, the rain. Don't your feet I'm not, sweat? I'm not like, going to wear them. Wouldn't you wear them in You're wearing them the in cold. cold. Yeah. But it's not cold here. But it doesn't get cold here. Okay, I'm just saying. It gets, I think it gets cold enough for those. I, it's cold evenings. enough in like December and the day that I'm like, you know what? This would be a cute outfit to have my Ugg, like a sweater, a, like a nice sweater and like a pair of mm-hmm. my like short boot Uggs. All right. It's Whereas, kind of killing me right now because all my friends from the Pacific Northwest are like, it's fall. Things yeah. I love about fall. Sweaters. I, I'm like. I miss <gasps> that. No, I, I miss the change in seasons. I yeah. I like I a change. I like a change in season. I don't like yeah. the teasing. We were just talking about that in the car coming here. It's chilly. Kind of, it's kind of chilly tonight, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I feel it. I'm starting to feel it. You're excited. And then she goes, you know, next week's gonna be 90s. Oh, and I'm like, oh, son of a really? Like in the high 80s. I said, what is this? Really? Uh, stop. Uh, 
Give it to me. I want to have this feeling of fall. I know. I like the fall. I like it. I like it. All right. So, rainshadowcoaching.com. So, so how do you do it when you go and you speak? Um, when you go and speak to, you speak to like large groups of business people. I do. You're like, hey folks, I was an actor. Follow me. What do you say? What do you say to them? <laughs> Not so That's much. That's exactly what say. she does, yeah. Heather. Yeah. No, look, at, look, at look at me. Look at me. Jazz I hands. was an actor. Here I go. Listen wink, wink, wink. <laughs> Mug in face. Because that's so unique in Los Angeles. <laughs> right, right. Uh, no, but I will say that being a former actor helps me with my public speaking. Of course, right. I still get excited. I don't. I don't get scared or. Sidebar. I yeah. think that's a really valuable tool to have for any person. So if you're just a regular Joe listening to the podcast, maybe take a Toastmasters class or something like that. I feel like we do it naturally because it's what we have to do right. as like a performer. Have you never have had to, a fear of You have speech. to freaking speak in front of people, which really stinks. But um for some people, but some people are like paralyzed by fear. So like they once did you get like a, over, they did a survey, I think. Or something, they did a study that people are more afraid of public speaking than dying. Yeah. So they'd rather be in the casket than giving the eulogy. Yes. Yeah. Which isn't crazy. That's crazy. Well, there. I think we try so hard to be perfect and look smart all the time. Mm-hmm. And public speaking, you can really quickly look like an idiot. And it's, True. it's scary. Or tell a bad joke. Okay, so do you start with a joke? No. Okay, good. I do not start with a joke. Heather's like, but I purposely, <laughs> I purposely throw one bad pun or joke in there where I know they're not going to laugh so I can laugh at myself because it relaxes the audience. Oh, nice. Got this one first. And also Stuff. to see if they're paying attention. Maybe. So I did. Okay, funny story. <laughs> this is going to make me sound like a horrible public speaker. But I gave a presentation like a week and a half ago to... I don't want to name the club because it's a volunteer club where they give back and they do a lot for the community. Mm-hmm. And Girl Scouts. A lot of people join. Yeah, she said she's not going to It's, it's, it's a good yes mix no. of okay. professionals and then people who have joined after they've retired. She, oh, you gave her too many clues. She's going to start shouting. Don't, okay, I'm not going to tell you. She's not going to tell Got it. Go. And so I was up there and I was talking about the book and about setting goals and, and this really sweet gentleman in the front row fell asleep oh cute old guy yeah shriners <laughs> not shriners okay moving on you can keep guessing i'm not gonna stop Heather, so. stop the um, elk's lodge okay so yeah so what when did i you talk- do <laughs> Did you just, like, I, know, just I, I feel I, like you just have to let it happen. Like, what are you going to call him out? Keep, like, yeah, I, wake up. I did not take it personally. It They fed us lunch first, so it was that after lunch oh, nap, right? You're still understanding. It's that tryptophan. He had some turkey. Yeah. I just gave the attention to the people that are awake. But a lot of times we'll do this. Comedians do it all the time where they'll have a hundred people laughing in the room and they'll focus on the one person not laughing. Yeah. But if someone's asleep, some like uh, being a stand-up, Sometimes it's fun to have the whole room with you and with that person, and they don't even know that yeah. you're talking about them. That that can be fun too. But you have a script. You're doing your thing. Yeah. When I give my presentation. Yeah. Uh, I have a very solid outline, but I do quite a bit of improvising because you have to accommodate. Yeah, if somebody makes a woo or a comment or something. <laughs> well, even or... in general, you're like looser and more comfortable. <laughs> you don't want to sound like you're giving a presentation right you don't want to sound too robotic right 
And yeah. if people get really excited about one part, you want to stay there longer and give mm. them more and skip over the stuff that they're just like, mm. yeah. What has been your most popular parts of your outline that people seem to respond? Um, so right now, the most popular things are when I talk about great goals, which are what I outlined in the book. Mm -hmm. um, I changed SMART goals and modernized it and recreated it, and it's now an acronym for great goals, G-R-E-A-T. Genuine, reachable, exact, affirmative, and totalitarian. Mm, um, wow. And if you read the book, there's a chapter on each of them to explain it. So that's pretty popular. And then surprisingly, um, right now, I would say a, almost 50% of my clients are lawyers right now. Oh, wow. And I've been speaking at bar associations across the country about stress wow. and reducing stress in the workplace. Good because God. Because they are the second most stressed out. I would, I would assume. <laughs> yeah, my cousin went to law school, and he worked, I think, for like two years, and then he went to get his MBA. He was like, I can't do it. I'm like, you were in law school forever. I yeah. know, right? And it's... then so quickly, he just needed to change his entire career. I think you can tell you're going crazy. They're just buried in paperwork. It's so crazy. And then, well, I mean, the, God, it, it, what's the most stress? Dentist? Is that still a thing? Dentist? No, it really? changes every so often, like depending, sometimes yeah, it's first responders, yeah. sometimes it's air traffic controllers. Oh, I've heard air traffic controllers. I mean, of course. Oh, every that, so often yeah, that makes doctors. Sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because I mean, remember like dentists are like, like oral health professionals are like super stressed and commit suicide a lot. Is it because people don't like them? I don't know. Or don't like going to them. I love my dentist, but some people don't like going I to the dentist. I honestly don't Do they know. take it personally? I don't know. I've never... I've never... That is something to research, because I've never heard of that, that dentists are the ones that are the most stressed out. Well... I would assume doctors, like the ER doctors, are like the burning... Yeah, but they, but they have a high suicide rate, which what? is really fascinating to me. I don't know if that's true anymore. This was something that has... You know, I, of course, it's... I was would guess... I'm the type of person like that would be like, well, on the bright side, if something happens, you only affected one person... Air traffic control, that's like 300 people <laughs> per plane right away. Like, that's so stressful. You screwed up because you, you were screwed around up. to put some sugar in your coffee. And right. Or you hear about, like, planes that almost land on top of each other. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Or, like, first responders who have to kind of be in a heightened state all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Go yeah. Any yeah. That, yeah. That, this exact thing just reminds me of the story about Kate, uh, uh, the... Duchess Kate, and mm -hmm. when she gave birth. Oh, you know Kate. You know Kate. You know yeah. Katie. You know Kate, and how the nurse, um, uh, they called some like radio person in Australia called, and they were doing oh, a prank, yeah. and they like pranked them, and and she this nurse answered the phone, and and she they were doing an impression of the like the the queen and oh, the king, no. and she gave all the information and like what the room was and all this stuff. Oh, get out! And you didn't hear about this? Wait, and I think maybe I remember about this. this. And yeah, like Australia pranked, yeah, and, and this on woman, like a radio show on a radio Jeez. show. And this woman, this nurse, was so stressed out that she, in turn, she committed suicide oh because it stressed God. her out so much that she. Just because she gave up the info yeah, when they right. could. Oh, jeez. Mike, you're making their lives this much. They already have the royal family in here. Yeah. But yeah, their lives are stressful. I saw something about nurses. By too. the way, watch The Crown. Okay, there you go. Netflix. Yeah. But yeah, I watched real. something about mm -hmm. nurses too, and they're stressed out all the time because mm -hmm. people are angry. They're mad. Yeah. You can't let people into rooms if you know. It's angry. A hard job. Spouses about things. 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 <laughs> Tell you what. I don't know. Deviating for a second. I have a question for Carrie. Okay. What I don't know if you can answer this, but what is the most absurd coaching incident that's 
that you've experienced. Oh, that's, that's a good, good one. Yeah, that's, that's a good, good one. I want to know this. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. <clears throat> Put her on the spot, you guys. I really want to know. Absurd, this is a good one, like, though. funny or absurd, like, I mean, just where it happened and you were like, I can't believe this just happened. It could be funny. It could be well, scary. Like it could the be most crazy. Ridiculous. And you would think that this would be a joke, but I, I had someone come in and their goal, they're like, I'm just, what are we going to work on? What do we want to accomplish? And the goal was to get married. And I was like, oh, that, that is oh. not a goal we can control. I'm, or you can be like, what? mail order. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mail order. I, I didn't think that way. <laughs> <laughs> I messed up as a person, if you can't tell. You're honest and truthful. And I didn't yeah. go, well, you could just keep asking until somebody says yes. Because that wasn't the goal. The goal was to, you know, have a, have a successful wow. marriage. Right. Hmm. Wow. So that was kind of a tough one. That's fascinating. I feel like that's such... An intangible goal, like to have a success. I mean, you have people that have been married for twenty years that you ask them, like, "Do you have a successful marriage?" And they're like, "Oh." Wait. So the in, goal was to get married or to have a successful marriage? Were was, they already married? It was all wrapped in one. Oh, no, I they see. were not to married. have the perfect marriage. To, to have the perfect married, marriage. Be, be happy. I get a lot of people who want to be the best at something. Uh, I want to be the best mom I can be. I want to be the best actor I can be, and it's really tough because when you think about it. You are only your absolute best one day in your life. Just one day? Just. Oh, because damn. then then it's not the best anymore, right? Oh, that's true. Mm. Oh, then you got to do better. Oh, yeah. Then you got to do better and be the best. Look at Ajla, your mind's blown right now. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're striving for that. You can't it's... see me, Heather. <laughs> Her eyeballs are like, what? <laughs> Honestly, though, if I when I go to speeches and stuff, I work for the YMCA, so I have to go to a lot of like talks and conferences and uh-huh. meetings. And oh, stuff. Carrie should talk for the YMCA. Okay, yeah, I can, let, let them know. I can. Hey, they pay very well. They mm-hmm. love talks like this and lots of meetings. But uh, <laughs> I'm Shout sitting out to the YMCA. In the, most of the time, I'm sitting in the chair like this too. What? <laughs> <laughs> and people do look at me and they're like. She's really into it. I think I just get lost in what people are doing. I like to shout out the girl in the second row. Honestly, Thanks yes. for having a great time. They're always calling me and I'll be like, what? Sorry, I'm just... Because your, <laughs> your face tells everything. Like, if I like what you're saying, my face will tell you. Yeah, no, that's great. if you don't like what we're saying... Here's what her face looks like t- if you don't like it. You can tell. You can tell both. You can tell it's when I It's not really fair to do faces on I podcast. Know, I know. Sorry, everyone, you missed out yeah, on a really to, great moment. Yeah, there's pointing faces today. <laughs> if, if, I don't, if I don't like something, yes, you can visibly see that I don't like it. Hey, yeah. and I, I just wear everything. It's a pursed lip, half cl- I'm just going to describe what I did. It was a pursed lip. I don't know about the pursed lip, but I know uh, I just kind of... You do. Yeah, you, you do. do. See? There yeah, it is. Yeah, you just yeah. did it. You just did yeah. it. And the eyes are half open. It's like, really? Mm. It's like the gal on episodes. Uh, Myra. Uh, that's a things. sound. There you go. Yeah, she's, that gets the character's fantastic. This face. Her her face is like this. <laughs> no one can see. No one can see you. Okay, this isn't Facebook Live. <laughs> Which would be a fantastic to get like fifty requests. Could you just videotape video? Podcast, please? Video, please. You guys keep video. talking about things in the room and what you guys are doing and saying. <laughs> Fargo two and on the like stick. Picture of Fargo, please. Picture of Fargo. Fargo, God. If you want to see Fargo, you can go to my Facebook. He's everywhere on my Twitter. Oh my God, that dog. 
So, so we. St- I'm. I'm going to change the topic now. Yes, please do. We're not telling your show. <laughs> what is this thing that you don't know? Animals. Oh, oh, oh. We oh. A lot about She's been this. listening this to the podcast. This comes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I grew up in New York City, and if it's not a squirrel, a pigeon, a raccoon. Or a rat. A rat. Or keep a rat. forgetting rats. Yeah, I don't process. They don't read in my brain anymore. They're still in They're like um, people. They're like people they in are. New York. They are. They Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is. But don't you watch Animal Planet? I like Animal Planet, but like like African safari, like real <laughs> stuff that I'm not going to see. Like your everyday, like run-of-the-mill, like stuff that happens here, I don't know. But like you want to talk to me about... Elephants, lions, See, tigers, those things I'm like, throw that's the ones starts. that are never going to come the after ones, you. Exactly. No. Ocean animals, I love like different kinds of whales. Dolphins were my favorite animal growing up. Throw but, out flashcards of like animals besides the ones you see on animal. But I have no idea. Ones, she'll have no idea. Like, like, which, but like, I, okay, so I, to be fair, when I was in second grade, they we did a whole unit about spiders, and my teacher prefaced this unit by saying, most of you are never going to see any of these in your entire life. So I learned about black widow spiders. I thought they weren't like actually real. I was like, oh, they only have them in like New Mexico and like the middle of New nowhere. Mexico. And then I came here and I saw one and I can't even tell you I thought about it for three days. I couldn't believe that so I had seen a black widow spider. We have been friends now for almost five years. So we met in college and mm-hmm. I'm from Northern California. So I've seen a lot of things and I'm from a part where it's very hilly and I've seen wolves you know, snakes, all kinds of wilderness stuff. Not that I wanted to. I've never wanted to see any of Who these Who wants things. to see a snake? But I've seen it. But in our friendship, like, early on, I realized there's a lot of things that she doesn't know. Like, I grew up coming home and in my backyard, just like a like a, a gang of opossums just hanging out. <laughs> just hanging out. And gang of, she says opossums. She says yeah. opossums. We've already talked opossum. about this. Yeah, it's an opossum. And she, I remember talking about it. I went home to visit one day, and an opossum was in my way, and I couldn't get it out of my car. It was, it, I turned the corner and I, a possum was a huge one, the size of like a huge dog was sitting next to my mom's car and I roll up behind her car. That's where I park. And I couldn't move. Like I, I didn't know if it went underneath my car, where it went. And so I'm calling my mom frantically. She's asleep and, and no one's answering the phone. I needed someone <laughs> to tell me, I needed someone to tell me if the possum wasn't in the vicinity of my car. <laughs> And I'm telling her this story, and after I tell her the story, she's laughing like everybody else, and then goes, what's an opossum? <laughs> How am I supposed to know what that is? She <laughs> didn't know what it, I was like, they you live don't... here in Los Angeles. I never see everyone. So see, then I everyone, just pulled it up. It's like, like a this giant, is everyone's hairless response. rat. It is. It is. This is, is everyone's response. They're like, <laughs> every animal, they're like, it's here in LA. I'm like, yeah. everyone sees pa- these except me. Yeah, possum, rat. Coyote. I saw a coyote the other day. First time ever. Oh, really? Never seen a mountain lion. Coyotes, <laughs> oh, you don't are... want to see. That's one. No, no, no. You don't want to see those. But seeing coyotes, you don't want to see either. I, I think I told you the story where Swoosh and I yeah. ran into the coyote yeah. in the street. And he looked at Swoosh like, there's my breakfast. And then, you, you know. just make loud noises and you just. Yeah, well, fortunately, he started crazy. to, he, start, he turned towards us and started into a trot. And then, you know, a car came screaming down the street because it was dark. And um, this was before Fargo, dog before Fargo. And as soon as he turned towards the, the light, you know, I was like, let's go. So we like took off running in full sprint towards the apartment complex and got in. Thank God we got in. But yeah, like, yes. Yeah. So. But it's, it's weird because animals, I think I'm just fascinated by them. Cause I, I, I don't know. I can't even, I don't know what to expect. I think, but normal things that people get freaked out by, I don't get freaked out by. Like I remember an 
a few months ago, LAUSD had a bomb threat. I thought it was like, I couldn't believe that people actually were scared. <laughs> like we used to have bomb threats every oh, it single- wiped out. No, listen, uh, you say that. Every single year in my elementary that school. That closed all of LAUSD. Oh, I know. Like we, and you know what's I, so funny is- I didn't even know that happened. That yeah, email, yeah. that email that I drove got all the way to Chatsworth and they sent me home. But that email that got sent to the LAUSD schools also got sent to the New York City public schools. And so I, I texted my like teachers that I'm still in touch with. And I was like, oh, what's going on? And they had no idea what I was talking about. They were in like, school. Everything was as, yeah. as usual. And it turned into this thing because the like NYP, the police commissioner like made like a shady comment about not overreacting to things when you don't know that they're real. And LA was like, well, we value our people's lives and we take every threat seriously. They had, from what I understand, they had never seen anything. You guys have probably had something like that before. I don't like think they, every LA, day. I don't think LA, LA no, USD had seen anything kind of like that. And I, I ended up driving all the way to Chatsworth, which for you guys listening, that's, you know, it's bad traffic. It's about, you know, 45 minute crazy drive. Um, got there and they're like, hey... We didn't. We couldn't find your number. I'm like, <laughs> really? Okay. And I had to drive all the way back. I'm like, yeah. Okay, great. And we were out like of stuff like that doesn't freak me out. Like walking. A, I don't know. The normal things that people get freaked out by, which is what was so weird to me when I moved to California. Because growing up in New York, like if you haven't lived anywhere else, like because most people who live in New York have moved from somewhere else, so they have another frame of reference. But I never did because I had only ever lived in New York. So my idea of what's normal is really not normal to other people. So when I moved here, I had such a hard time adjusting because I was, I would say things and people would look at me like I had two heads and I was like, oh. Have you seen a skunk? I have seen a skunk. You've seen a skunk? I saw one in Long Beach. Okay. Weirdly, it was someone's pet. What? uh, That, okay. That's a whole separate. I totally forgot about that. See, that's what I'm saying. That's crazy. Tell that story. That was, that's a good story. I don't know. I was like parked outside. We were going somewhere and we were just double parked. Did they alter the skunk? Like, do you know, you like, how they to, declaw cats? You have to. Yeah. We, were they descented? Yeah. No, I don't know what to. they did. I don't know if it was a pet or if she, this person just... So we are sitting in the car at either a light or we had parked somewhere. And I looked over and I'm like, oh my God. It's, mind you, it's it's light out. It's maybe like uh, twilight. So it's kind of blue. It's yeah. not dark yet, but it's enough where the sun is kind of like somewhere in the distance. I'm so sure I like, must have said, what is that? And I know I look over. I look over. What is that? What black is that? And white striped animal. I look animal. over and I see it's a not a skunk. zebra. I see, I see a skunk it's not in a someone's zebra. yard. Okay. It's too small to be okay. a zebra. I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys laugh at me. I I make comments like, "Oh, the Pope's in town. There's a lot of traffic," and people are like, "Oh, the Pope's in town." I'm like, "Yeah, it's annoying." You guys, that's how you guys talk about skunks. Is how I talk about like. That's funny. Like I was saying. It, there, was very... a, there was a skunk in someone's yard, like their fence. And I'm like, oh my God, hopefully they know their, their like door was open. I'm like, hopefully they know there's a skunk in there. And so we're just kind of watching it. We're, and it's just kind of like jumping and like frolicking oh in the yard. And then all of a sudden we just see like a hand open up the screen door. And the skunk just trots <gasps> up the stairs. And goes and inside. inside. And she closes the door. Oh my God. I saw a skunk at Universal City Station. I'm sorry. It's not normal. normal. It is not normal. Especially, did you see the tail go up at all? 
I don't know, no, Heather. It was, it was. You know if the tail was up because the tail is up, and that's when you it had to get. Then it, it mustn't have been up. And they kind of do I like a side. This. They do like a little tippy toe sidewalk thing. It, it was. I think it was like watching. <laughs> this like mass. I couldn't see like what was going on. Like oh, they exactly kinda, with it. They wobble. They wobble as that's they. That's what he was. It playing. was wobbling. He was wobbling he, around he wobbled. the yard. That's how they walk. Like a dog. I was like, that is a, definitely not a dog. That's a no, skunk. That is not a dog. Honestly, I thought it was a cat. It looked like a cat. It did. But then after See, a second, you. if you She said it, it looked like a cat. Well, they do when they wobble around because cats, sometimes when they're low and they're like they're I'm hunting, just, they look like they're... just watch a frolicking skunk and then that'll just burn in your brain forever. And then look for a tippy-toe skunk because they're pretty and then hilarious. She just, all she had to do was just open the door and he just... Went, and also watch Pepe Le Pew because that's yes. one of my favorite skunks. That was the only skunk that I ever knew. He was the biggest the sexual French. assaulter. He's the French... <laughs> In the cartoon world. Oh, the French are just like, what the heck, Americans? You're like, thanks, thanks, guys. Pepe Le Pew. Oh, my God. See, I'm trying to think about what we got scared of growing up in Alaska. In Alaska? Yeah. I don't... Did you have, like, the big, like, moose that would just walk up with... No, we have bear, though. Oh, But bears are scary if you put your garbage away. No, that is not... What kind of bears? I Um, like bears. Mostly black bear. Okay. The bear's cool. Bears are not cool, you guys. Yeah, they are, they, Heather. They, they maul people. And okay, they, well, people don't bear. open your doors. Yeah. I, people go like, the, there's a, a cute, bear issue in Tennessee. and they. Heather, have, I saw a real cute video of a bear playing the piano. It broke into somebody's house and it was just like, playing the piano. Oh, was that right? It had high standard. It was yeah, a classy bear. It was bear. a classy, <laughs> bear. classy bear. It got a snack and then went back to the piano. <laughs> he said, man, these Cheez-Its are fantastic, you guys. <laughs> 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 He escaped from the country bear jammery. <laughs> when bears. they broke up at Disneyland. Okay, so I remember what we were afraid of. <laughs> Not wait. bears. Not bears? No. Okay. But when we were in elementary school, we had to read this book about this family that um, took their sailboat down to Prince Rupert, which is in Canada, to get their teeth done because I guess it was more affordable in Canada. Wait, someone wrote a book? Is this a fictional story this or a not? It's a true story. True story. Okay. And on their way back, it was a dad and his children. And on the way back... They hit a storm in their sailboat, and the sailboat sank, and they got swept to shore. They all made it to shore, um, and I think there were three kids, and the dad and the oldest son left the daughter and the younger son like on land, wrapped in a tarp, and they hiked through the woods, and they finally found a, a ranger station, and they called for help, and... So those are the things that scared us growing up. Like, oh can you survive in the elements if you get out? In fact... This is like the, one of those Halloween stories, right? Oh, oh my. I was Wait, I'm going to blow your mind. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I'm going to blow your mind because in junior high in my hometown, we have survival skills. And so in seventh grade, you get to go on a three-day camping trip and you get to pack all your stuff. And you get tested on things like setting up your tent, staying dry, not getting hypothermia, um, so important building scale. a fire in the rain, those kind of things. And then in eighth grade, you do the whole same thing. But when we went, and let's be really clear, I got sick and did not go on the eighth grade trip. You got an empty coffee can that you could fill with stuff. Like you could wrap a plastic bag around it and put a fish hook and some fish line in there. And that's what you got for the three days. Holy oh, no, cow. no. Oh, no. Wow. I would immediately feel call my whatever mom. class that was. Yeah. You, you can't call your mom. You don't get to take a cell phone. That's, I'm putting that in my can. I think that's really... <laughs> you put it in your can. I'm just going to go back. I think it's important. I'm just, 
that story I thought was going in a different direction. Like when you said you left the children on the shore, immediately I was like, they got eaten. They got eaten. They were eaten by something, and it nope. was something they, worse they than the bear. They all got saved, but they did lose some toes. <gasps> no, kill me at that Horror point. Story. Oh my god. They lost toes? Frostbite. They should have taken Holy. your camping trip. They would have learned. <laughs> but that, that was the kind of story. So we were taught growing up, like, you just Gotta respect know Mother Nature. Yeah. I, Which I, I feel like respect. is very relevant today. Because yeah. a lot of people don't. I agree. No, they don't. No, I, I, yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're having, oh God, crazy in the middle of hurricane season. But I mean, you know, go, going back to Hugo, like we were talking about in the last podcast with Hurricane Hugo, people were told to get out and my family stayed, which was, you know, respect Mother Nature. But they felt it was, they later said it was the dumbest thing they ever did because they right. thought they're going to die. Well, a lot of people do that. And I think it's so unfair then on the first responders who then have to risk their lives to come and save you because you couldn't follow directions. Well, in Florida, I think the governor was saying, hey, if you choose to stay, don't expect first responders to come save you because they're not coming. Yeah, they shouldn't. Yeah. And they, they didn't know really. there were citizens who risked their own lives to then save their neighbors. And or... I know that there were, you know, and let's be clear about like with the Katrina incident, there were a lot of people in poverty that right. didn't have the means mm-hmm. to get out. And that's mm-hmm. just Looney Tunes. But I mean... Yeah, but, well, like, also, the other people, like, get out. What, just you want to protect your stuff? I'm doing yeah. using air quotes right now. You know, forget your stuff. Get, get, get out and get what's important. But think about this, too, though, guys. If they evacuated L.A., do you think anybody would be getting anywhere? Uh, yeah. Huh, yeah, yeah, you're stuck. <laughs> you need to give, like, two weeks' notice. Right, right. Like, true. <sighs> I'm going straight to LAX, getting the hell out. People always ask me, they're like, so how long are you going to live in LA? And I'm like, you know, I don't know. I'm just going to see what happens. And then now I know I'm leaving by 2028 because I'm oh, not yeah. going to be here for the Olympics. Oh, the Olympics. I'm not dealing with that. <laughs> no, you no. should just own a house for the Olympics and rent it out and make massive oh, there you amounts go. of money. Oh, yeah. new goal. That's a new goal. New That's goal. She's already helping coach. me. There you <laughs> go. See, the book is helping. Here's a question. Do you guys set goals for yourselves? Yes. I do. Do you? Yeah. Do you, are you good at following through or? I become like obsessed with it. So yes. <laughs> I don't, if I'm not, like, I don't know what these goals are. I want to know what your goals are. Mattel. Well, my goal growing up, like since I was in fifth grade was to move to LA and be an actor. Okay. And when I was 17. Done. Probably shouldn't have done it, but I was 17. I didn't know how to drive. I didn't, I was, se- I was a child. Let's be honest. I just up and moved here. At and I, I, your parents let you move here. Thank you. That needed to be said, yes. Also, you need to add that she went to college. So it wasn't like 17. Yeah, but going to college here is not like going to college in a college town where you don't need a car to get around. Right. You can be fine if you don't have transportation and you don't know anyone that has a car. Like, I was, I couldn't even go like grocery shopping. Or if you're in a self contained, like, you know, SC here is a self-contained exactly. campus because they it's so unsafe around it and they right. want their you know so they have if you have a bike right. you're fine. Well, mm-hmm. our campus yeah. wasn't like that. I went we went to Long Beach State, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to learn how to drive. Like I went home and I was like, guys, I need to either learn how to drive or come home because it was there was no point. I couldn't go to any auditions. I oh couldn't, yeah. I couldn't do basic. I couldn't get my eyebrows done. I was like, I, even if I go to an audition, I'm gonna look like freaking like eyebrows. animal. You're gonna look like Frida. Um, yeah. 
I, I find it surprising how many New Yorkers move here and they don't realize they have to have a car because they've never really had to have a car. Like I, I always I say, knew, if I didn't move here, I never would have learned how to drive. I knew a 35-year-old who moved here and had to get his driver's license when he got here, and he would send me hilarious text messages after he got his license or he was going through his driving school and whatever. Just, why don't people use signals? I'm like, right? Yes? And he's just like, no, really? What? I'm like, because they're stupid. And they're, they're supposed to be. He goes, they're supposed to. Okay, just checking. No, just everyone's really supposed funny. to follow the rules here in California. Do they follow the rules? No. No, no, no. And I also was always told that New Yorkers are the worst drivers. So I grew up thinking that. And then I came here and I was like, guys, I have news. Yeah. We're not the worst drivers. No. Californians are way worse. Oh, they're terrible. And I'm like. Way worse. Like you were saying earlier, I'm like, about people who moved to New York. I'm like. Um, most of you have moved here from somewhere else, and I'm sure you weren't a terrible driver right. in that state. Right. Why have you moved here and become stupid? Exactly. <laughs> I think we just all get really competitive. We become competitive drivers once we move here. Probably. Yeah. I, I became a defensive driver when I moved here. I'm from the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. So, like, lackadaisical is, like, another level there. But people follow the rules. Like, they drive very slow. There's, like, a change because I went back home the first time after coming back from college and I realized that most people drive like 50 miles an hour where I'm from. And I'm like, we need to get somewhere, guys. Let's get it moving. But <laughs> people are just, it's, they're fine because it, I'm from like this small little area and everyone just drives slow. Cause, I mean, but, pe- people here drive at 50 miles an hour in a yeah, 25 yes, zone. But when I moved here, <laughs> yep. my mom was like, okay, she's like, I'm not worried about your driving. I'm worried about everybody else. She was like, you need to be a defense, like, you need to learn how to defend yourself as a driver. Like, if you see someone barreling towards you, you need to yeah. figure out how to, like, you learned regular driving. Now you need to learn how to get out of the way quickly if you see someone trying to cut you off while you're right next to each other. That's why like I have a Mini Cooper, because it handles like a go-kart. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. So, what it, so your goal is to move here and to be an actor. Okay, that, that box is checked. Uh, what is the next one? What's the next goal? I'll keep that. What? No, it could what be like a like happen? a one like your next goal could be to get into this acting Wait, class that I want to take. Did you just say what if it doesn't happen? <gasps> Wait, oh, you done I done it now? I, oh I damn! Catch on to that <laughs> one. See, see me? That's what you said on my face. I was like, you done it now? All right. So statistically speaking, if you don't share it, the odds that it's going to happen are less. Oh, oh snippy doodles! You don't have to do it. You don't have to. So, like, when I said to you guys, hey, I want to do a podcast with you guys. That was me sharing my uh, goal. And look where you are And look where we are. We're podcasting. Is it a dream or is it a goal? I think it's a goal. Okay. What's the goal? Okay. Okay. Just for, so everyone else knows, I have, like, three sets of eyes (laughs) burning into my soul right now. Um, Eyes on the prize. A kick-ass guide to setting and achieving great goals. (laughs) Well, my goal is to be... A series regular on a television show. Okay, that's awesome. What kind? A half hour uh, sitcom or an hour drama? It used to be only half hour sitcom was like my my goal, but Mm -hmm. I I would do either. That's fantastic. That is also a goal for me. So we're putting it out there. Two of the same goals. No, but that is a to be a series regular is a big deal, and you want to. Yes, I understand. Well, my goal before was to have my parents. Because my family is Indian, and mm-hmm. they're all, like, business people. We had a couple that branched down and became, like, celebrity chefs and, like, whatever, they, diplomats. So my thing was, I just always, also never saw Indians on TV. I was like, if I'm not white or black, I'm never going to be on TV. So I didn't even realize that it was possible for me to be an actor. 
But once I realized that was possible, I was like, my goal is to get my family on board, which took seven years, but it happened. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I feel like... That's a tough thing for yeah. people to accept sometimes, especially when like you, you know... If they have, and they're like the most supportive If they want you ever. to be, yeah. No, I specific. hear when I meet new friends and stuff, it's very rare to hear about families that are like 100% Oh, yeah. Behind you. When I hear that, I'm like, whoa. And then they see you on TV, and then all of a sudden they're supportive. You're like, yeah. oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. See, I lucked out when it came to family, but it also stymied me a little bit because my when I went to college, I was either going to go study um, poli-sci and then go to law school, or I was going to study acting and be an actor. Hmm. And my parents said they would disown me if I became a lawyer. What? Whoa. I, wow. I feel like that's the complete opposite of what people That's think. fantastic. <laughs> Oh my god. That's that wonderful. Right. I've never heard that. I've never heard it go that way before. Way to go. I know, right? Family. High five on the family. I know. Uh, <laughs> I did they say it. that because they knew that it wasn't what you wanted to do? Or did they say that because they wanted you to be at the Oscars? Uh, I think they just had a healthy paranoia of lawyers. And it Which is fair. Yeah, that's just no, And they probably knew what you would be getting yourself right, into. Right, that lifestyle. The stress, you, we already talked about that, the stress, so they saw that. Well, what's interesting is, like, my mom is a dance teacher, and because of that, she didn't want me going in that route. Yeah. She wanted me to not have to worry about, you know, piecemealing a salary together, which I get. Yeah. I get it, coming from her. For me, I'd rather do that. The thought of, like routine like how people go to jobs from nine to five and just do that every day forever that terrifies me that yeah my goal is to not do that not do that got it (laughs) now we're gonna if anyone can help her reach those goals i'm already living that goal send an email (laughs) you know Um, know where to contact Matali. yes all right ajali we're not gonna let you off the hook what is the goal darn it i thought we were gonna skip nope we're not skipping Mm -mm. Um, Final thought. Oh, goodness. Goal for Ajali. Goal for Ajali. It's probably just in my lifetime to sell something. It's not now. I'm a writer. I'm sorry. I was like, to sell I'm sorry. something. I was like, a kidney. I just, a script? You as mean? I just like saw you looking at I me. Hope like, what script. Does she want to I hope it's a script. I hope it's a Organs. Yes, organs. I, I went, to, I went to college to be a writer and then Liver I went on the to black market. City to do sketch writing because I thought maybe I wanted to go down that route in comedy writing mm-hmm. and do like half hour sitcom kind of stuff. And then right now, I, like, challenge myself for 2016, 2017 17 to write a drama, hour-long drama. So I have, you know, a pilot, and I'm going to try to write this drama as a challenge for myself. But I do. I want to sell something. So I know I set the goal for myself, like, at the end of 2017, at least get into a room with some type of agent. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm, I don't want to put myself on, a, like, a timeline. Mm-hmm. Like, it has to be... Okay, here comes, yeah, thoughts on that. Okay, I'm here throwing thought. coach thoughts in. Two yes, coach please, love it. Yes. love it. Timelines are good because they provide urgency. Yes. Right? So if I was like, I'm going to run a marathon, what are the odds that I'm going to start training right now? Unless I go, oh, I'm running the marathon three months from now. Mm-hmm. Right? Then mm-hmm. I'll start putting the effort in. So it gives you a little urgency. And also, I caught when you said, I'd like to try or I'd like to write a script. Just change it to I will. Mm-hmm. But you are. You, just you change, are writing. Oh, yeah, yeah, I am writing. But She's in the process so of writing it now. <laughs> I'm so you know as a writer how powerful words are. Yes. So the difference between I want to do something or I'll try and do something and I will do something is huge. Is huge. Yeah. But we don't always do that with our goals. 
Because we're afraid to really own them and really go for them. You're afraid to say them out loud because if you say them out loud, then then it might not happen. So I use the least amount of words that I have to to say them and then cower in a corner because I can't believe I just came out of my mouth right now. That kind of thing. You should be really... Those are awesome goals. They're exciting. Thank you. Thank you very much. And you can make them happen. That's the other thing we go, I don't know if I can make it happen, so I'm going to whisper my goal just in case doesn't have to whisper into the I don't know, I just want to say it out. What's your goal? Yeah. Heather, no, I said my, no, oh, my, right. I also, um, I would actually, oh. well, I, I would like to be a series regular on a, a show. I would like to be the star of a show. Um, that would be great. On like, you know, HBO or Netflix or something like that. I'm writing a pilot, so we're, you know, that's. I also want to be friends with Jennifer Aniston. That's a whole separate. I put it out there. That's a guys, whole separate social happen. thing. No, she sighed quote heavily. She says, no, 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 I just feel like I would. She's, it's not going to happen. It's a dream. That's a dream, not a goal. If you here's it the thing. could happen. If you create a plan of action and take consistent action, then it's a goal. See, don't stalk her though. Just don't stalk her. The goal of actually meeting her has already happened. So that's that true. Goal has been my goal met. was to meet the entire Friends cast, and I did. See, nice. my thing is like I'm I'm a huge fan of Tina Fey. My goal is to actually meet her one day. <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> so if anybody out there knows Tina Fey, yeah. I know no, I know someone who knows Tina Fey. I'm so like, what? but you're just not. No, I can't that. use You'll that. meet Tina oh, yeah. Why not? I'm going to meet her. I met Tina Fey, so you will meet I'm Tina Fey. Meet her. I'm I've never her. met Tina Fey. You I... can. I'm, gonna t- it's very I'm one degree from... It's very creepy. Oh, wait, two degrees? Need to meet- I need to meet her because, one, we went to college to the same thing. Two, we were born on the same day. Three, we have the same exact job right now that we had at the same time and ages. All by coincidence. Are you the next Tina Fey? I, I think it's happening. Yes, it is. She is. She was born on May 18th. She was an administ- like a, a director of, of child care at the YMCA, which I am. And she went to college for it. I think you need to write her a letter. I think you should write her a letter. And you're say all those things. Yeah. And say all those things. And She's last, like, before we wrap up, what are your goals? Oh, yeah. What are your goals? Um, Putting the coach okay. on the spot. I will share a big goal that I am... It's going to be a challenge to make happen, but I'm working towards it. So I already speak to groups all over, but in 2018, I would love to do a TEDx talk. Oh, nice. About this book and about goal setting. Can we come? Can I come? We would record it here, right? (laughs) Not in this house, but I mean, like, we would, it would be recorded in LA. Like, you can, they, don't they record them like in, they go all over. They go, so they go all over. Multiple cities do so. TEDx, I know a kid so who it's did not one. the big, huge TED talk that'll be for a different year. I'll work my way up to that. But like UCLA had one, mm-hmm. I know that Albuquerque has one, Austin has one. So here, here, great. I'm not picky. You'll go, go anywhere. They tell you, I will go anywhere as long Shoot. as I can make it that happen. That means in we'll have to, if maybe a Seattle will take a road trip, we'll go. <laughs> I'll go anywhere. I'll go anywhere. So if anyone out there um, is a director of TEDx. A TEDx talk, Get in contact with Let's Banter, and we will put you in contact. <laughs> yes, or you can contact her directly <laughs> oh, yes. at rainshadowcoaching.com. Let's reference and the book one more time. go, go, go to Amazon. Yep. And find the book, Eyes on the Prize, A Kick-Ass Guide to Setting and Achieving Great Goals Cannot by wait Carrie Williams. I know. I'm so pumped because she brought us all copies, Thank and I'm like so super, super, Thank super pumped. You. Thank you guys for having me. Woo. This was fun. Oh, my <laughs> God. Well, uh, at least we got our talking about Alaska. And, yes. um we didn't cover any Emmy stuff, but maybe we'll do that next time. We'll do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Oh, that's oh, a whole man. show on its own. It's a whole yeah. show. That's a whole, a whole show on the Emmy. Right 
Oh, man. But no, thank you for being here. Thank we appreciate you. So you. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, this is fun. Heather. This is Ajali. And Mitali. And this has been Less, Less Banter. Banter.